this really. Uh... Have you seen that uh, that Regent's room with all the photographs all around? I think that's really uh, helps very very smart. <laughs> you know, <laughs> every time they sit, they they have to remember that they're all there, and that's uh, that's good. That's very good. Well, I have some more of these types of things. Uh, we talked about this, uh, like we said, uh, in relation to the garden structure. And this is the first young explorer. And this is uh, one called the Sacred Wood. Now, Henry Smith, who we were talking about over a meal the other day, uh, wrote a thing about this. Um, from a sort of a ritual standpoint, really, um, which is a very striking piece um, in terms of getting into it, a kind of destruction of the idol or destruction of the king or sort of a sacrificial mm -hmm. thing. Um, I guess in, in its own way, it's sort of like the coyote. Well, there's another title that's worth a hundred bucks or a thousand bucks. All children ambassadors. It's so beautiful. And what is interesting uh, is that this boy is really very ugly. You know, that's what gave me the idea of, of, uh, of boring this hole into, the, into that handle. Hmm? To hide it, because he's really an ugly little boy. <laughs> to hide the face. Yeah, he looks like a little Nero, you know? <laughs> And what is what is that shell or like thing you know that he's lying on there, skirts up, practically, is a is a is a chip of paint from off the wall, some some uh, oil paint. This is very small. Oil, 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 a little bit, just a tiny bit smaller. Yeah, it's smaller than that. But you know, I'm sometimes wall of paint and the wall will peel in the way off like that. Yeah, curl way off. Yeah, and that's and that's sort of a piece, a flake that he's. A paint flake that he's um, that he's wearing, huh? Yeah, that he's lying on. It's sort of like a Venus in a half shell. <laughs> yeah, only very much not yeah. like a Venus in a half shell too. And and of course, what makes him an ambassador is that he has this sweat that comes down here like that. So all <laughs> yeah. ambassadors have this. Well, that fancy top hat. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah this is That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And see that that also that also uh, of course that, that goes right over into the Vatican. That's the Pope also. Blessing, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. an ambassador from God in this case. Mm -hmm. yeah. But really, his face is, is he's a little Nero. In the that sort of relates to the Pope too, I guess, in a way. Well, here's a here's a here's one I didn't. Uh, Quite a bit of nature. Yeah. 
That was just a wall painting. <laughs> Call it that. Uh, it is. I know, on the bathhouse in Mexico, about 60 miles south of the border. It was on a bathhouse? Yeah. What well, was left of this bathhouse? Yeah, well, I figured it was. Here's another piece of metal. I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, to find the, to find the, that's a coherent piece of metal, and to find the background for that again, that was a long. It was a long search to yeah, find the setting search, for that? Yeah. What is the setting for that then? It's on top of an oil can, a five gallon oil can. Oh, really? Paint, a paint can, you know, five, 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 you used to have these drums, you know. Uh-huh. Huh. Oh, we still have the lid here. We saw, we saw it. We saw it recently. Remember, we were looking for the... Yeah. We were looking for <laughs> I the... Do, something else. I'd be very surprised if you found it again, but it's around. <laughs> it's been sighted recently, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Fighting centaur. Well, this is a very, you know, to me, this is very family vintage. <laughs> what the hell is the center all about? Yeah, okay. Greeks, you know? <laughs> and the, the, it has a it has a word. Open California. USA. Yeah. Open USA. Open USA. Yeah. Well, that I shows it much why. clearer in the slide than it doesn't sometimes. In the I place. don't know why that's. How I never got engraved there. Yeah. It's something that somebody somehow as a, must have put together as a plaything. Really? You know? It was a peculiar, and then it got into the fire, got into the fire. Because, you know, this, you know. Didn't you pick it up by a rebel from a house fire? No, you oh, got no. garbage dumped down below you. Yeah. On the right, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing how now this is, uh, I mean, it's not a picture that you have that's, that's similar to this, um, of these children, and this, yeah. uh, is this with the 8x10? No, that's a 35 millimeter. That's a 35 millimeter. This was actually a 35 millimeter lens on the 35 millimeter. <coughs> I was very close to these two. Is it tight? Mm, uh, can't very well. Hmm? Can't very well have a title for it. I was, I was lucky just to get her in there. <laughs> yeah, this is really three different states of thought here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Just one's a cousin? I think so. It's friends of yours? No, exactly. Acquaintances. Francis is so professional. Francis is friendly and children. He's not that way. Not professional. They were clients. The family probably were. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. Two kids of the youth probably were. The one of the family that was quiet and family. Well, it's just a... A great, um, just momentary. Yeah. Have you done much 35 millimeter work? This is the only. No, I've thing. done. No, I can I've done quite a bit of 35 millimeter work, but you know, it's just even, again, it's just depending on what is worth surviving. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, am I correct? This is practically the only 
sort of no. published image that's 35? No? No, published maybe, but not. Well, well you're generally talking about 35 uh, images. 35 only. 35 only. A lot of the other focus nudes for snow or things are all 35. Uh-huh. Yeah, focus you because no way. No 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 spotting, no nothing. Everything <laughs> is clean. No grain. <laughs> That's true. I just assumed they were larger for that reason. <laughs> oh, you're a sneaky man. <laughs> Practical, yeah. <laughs> right. Alright, here's a, here's another uh, there's just two more here in this this tray. This is the second young explorer. Or Later yeah, adventures of the young took a, took a while to bring these things together, too. Yeah, this is three years after the uh, first one. Yeah. It's the same young Yeah. Yeah, it's the same, though. Or at least another copy of the same. Uh, paper or it's funny, you know why it looks so damn different? Because you don't see that hat at all in the first one. You see that? You see the brim. Yeah. You see yeah. the brim, but it, it looks like a very. It looks like yeah. uh, just uh, a tight, uh, like a cap on, bending mm -hmm. cap almost. Very long, but here you can see the rest of it. Yeah. Is this a plate like or something? It's the lid of a can. So a small, very small. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I thought it was plate, an, it's an plate. plate. No, it's, it's the lid of a can, Francis. It's very small, this thing about so, it's enlarged in the camera to about so. Very a bellows extension. Here's the last one I have that's sort of. Well, that's the quality of evidence, it's bad, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's an ectochrome slide. Oh, that doesn't look quite like the thing in the process, but some missing out there. There's just a tad. Well, it's, it's interesting. That's nice. This machine's interesting because you can change the contrast by changing. Oh, really? Like from here, it's much softer. No, he just means by changing your position your head. Straight on, it's oh, much really? harsher. Oh, yeah. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> it's beautiful from what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah actually, fine at, from at here. an extreme angle, it's awfully good. It's very durable like. The thief greater than its loot. Yeah, that's another title. That's really a title. This just looks like a circulation chart. Which is the loot? Yeah, which is the thief and which is the loot? Looks like he's running off of himself. <laughs> well, it looks sort of like he's all puffed up, you know, I mean, with the whatever. Pride or, uh, you know. What are those birds that, that puff their chests out like that and make a funny noise? It's a mating call or something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Some kind of That's something else. Well, that took a long time to get those things together. And I, again, in that case, uh, this illustration that was used as a cutout for this thing here, which this is a poet. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was cut out, you know. Just were so close, so that I just changed the outline of the figure. It was done, and then, then it was parked in the pile mm -hmm. for a long, long time. That circle here is the is the was the inlay, the inlay of a of a, of a lid of a can. You know, maybe it could have been say a, a tea can. Oh, like you a know? like a seal or a yeah, or, you know, maybe they used to put paper like inside. A way. Oh, yeah. 
They used to use more paper inside packages than they do now. What is this uh, big bulbous sort that of That is a looking? steak bone. Ah, really? It's a cross section of a steak bone, you know? And it's a steak. <laughs> Cut on the saw. <coughs> I should have guessed food. <laughs> and that uh, thing to the right there is uh, what's left of a, of a little fan. Child. So this one's actually very small, then. Really quite small. A little, little, little smaller than the, than the printers. Yeah, it's more about the size. This It was actually, uh, my God, you know, this illustration is almost exactly the size of the way this the original was, because this was a little book cover that wasn't any bigger than that. The projection here? Yeah. So it was just a little bit bigger than a tiny bit bigger than that. Huh. And that's it was enlarged in the camera. Amazing. Well, that is everything in here. Okay. Maybe a small quantity of stretching would be a good thing to do. Okay.
Well, it was the slow speeds that were creating the worst, the worst, uh... Oh, really? No, you're recording again? Yeah, I mean, it's... Well, it was the slow speeds that were creating the worst, the worst, uh... Oh, it was? Yeah. No, you're recording again? Yeah, I mean, it's just recording, normally. It's amazing, you know, how it picks up anybody in the room. It's really beautiful. Yeah, those uh, condenser mics are funny about that. I mean, I ran a test with about a $75 omnidirectional lavalier, you know, that... Uh, and it just didn't do it. It wasn't as good for the whole for a real conversation in a room, you know. No, in fact, it's it's almost too too sensitive, you know. Like if Francis clears her throat in the kitchen, and almost picks it up. Man. <laughs> well, it picks itself up. That's a problem too. Is it? Yeah. Well, that's that's just what our problem was. But this is. That sounds really quiet. I mean, it's just I can I can just hardly hear it here. I mean, all you hear is the tape. <laughs> you know, winding out of the reel, which is about as quiet. And when you close that cover, there was a way in which you very easily could make it whine. Do you remember that? Make it make more make it noise. Line. Yeah, remember that. Can you try to do so, that? Well, that was you just know, putting more pressure on that pad, as I tried to do earlier. It wasn't. There, yeah. Oh, you like pr putting pressure on? Uh, that would that could that could be causing this then to slip here yeah. too. You know, I, I just realized there is one possibility. Uh, the the little guide. The, the shaft. Uh, the the shaft through the roller here, the large capstan roller. Of course, is a static shaft just there, and that roller turns around that. And it's got this uh, polyethylene spacer at the top. It appears to have an absorbent material down in there that, uh... Well, why don't we, uh, it sure sounds quiet now. Yeah. You want to let it run a while and have a cup of coffee? Why don't we? Just then we'll know for sure. Yeah, let it run That's a while. That's smart. It's okay. on record. Bring it's answer. on record. It'll... Yeah, it's recorded. So what's what you say? You know, we have a problem in Prescott with people being recorded. <laughs> Let's do these days. <laughs> Milk. Oh, I used to have dry. This I used in backpacking. Dry milk. You know, you, this would hold exactly one container, one quart of uh, powder. You know, right. milk powder. And uh, I needed a bottle, so I pirated it from my backpack and used it for alcohol instead. Maybe you should have taken the alcohol instead of the milk. Maybe start so. with. I'll be right back. Okay, I don't care for any coffee, Sid, myself. Just to clear it. Just black, you guys? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Clear it from upstairs. I've seen this spray around. It's very common. Yeah, I, I've never seen it, but I've never looked for it. It might come in smaller cans, too, That's, although this yeah, is... Yeah, that would a, be... You should have a small can. This is the only like size. A traveling repair kit, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should borrow that for the day. <laughs>
<laughs> Negotiations ever get sticky. You probably need to, though. There used to be a cannabis at a pyro. Oh, well, that's, that's where right I first saw it. Let's get theirs. Yeah. Well, that's been around a long time. Peter Schlesinger autograph mile. <laughs> what has what he got to you, all these bloody photographs? From the distance, they look very bloody. Oh, yeah, that's from uh, Newhall, that oh, Newhall thank collection. You. Here, Fred. Oh, yeah, I saw that show. I saw that show. Oh, do you have a little sugar? I think that's oh, yeah, sure. Speech. External microphone. Internal microphone. December 5th. 1976. And we'll try again. I don't know if it makes any nasty noises, we'll have to sell it, sell it all. But it's been very good, so we will expect it to be good. Okay, you, I wanted you to... Got a, you've got a clean tape? So it's suffering wasting anyway. Yeah, this is this is the we'll just use the end of this tape, and then we'll go to a new one in uh, about uh, 40 minutes. Probably when we take a break. I'm running on this low speed again, so it won't get done so fast. Um, I wanted to go back and, and pick up. We I think we we've, we've talked at, at pretty adequate length about you know a lot of uh, sort of the theoretical things, and I wanted to go back and pick up some of the. Uh, chronology here. Um, in 38 you get the 8x10 and you begin working in that format and um, you're really producing work right away almost in terms of that year. Um, and then at 40 you go back to New York again for uh, two months mm -hmm. which is when you meet Charles Sheeler. Now what was the purpose of that trip? Was it just to reacquaint yourself with what was going on in the East? See what's going on. Have a good, have a good look at it. What, did Francis stay here and yeah, you just Francis, went back? No, Francis went with me. She Francis had a vacation or something? Yeah, yeah. Took a vacation somehow, I forgot just how that was. How did you happen to... Some time off. To, to meet Sheila, did you write to him? Sheila? Yeah. Um, the, uh, I think just the, uh, not so very, not so very long before that, we had been in California, you know, and visiting Edward Weston. Uh-huh. And uh, I told him I was going um, east, I mean east, you know, I was planning to go east and so forth. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was uh, looking forward to the possibility of seeing uh, Sheila, you know, one of the few people that I really thought I'd want to, do, to, to meet in the Western world. Really told you about about Sheila as a, in terms of. I knew about Sheila as an artist in, in so many ways, you know, and uh, so I knew almost as much uh -huh. as Weston knew about Sheila, except that he knew him personally. Well, I shouldn't really put it that way, but I mean, as far as his yeah, his known output, you know, I was very well up on. Yeah. And uh, and I remember that at the times too, uh, Weston. Uh, 
uh, being so impressed, you know, with what he said about Sheila, generally, as a, as a human being also. Yeah, in that Encyclopedia Britannica article that I referred to by Weston, he had reproduced one of Sheila's photographs, which of course at that point in time, Sheila was, uh, you know, thought of, I think, still mostly as a painter by most people. Um, so you just uh, looked him up on sort of... So I, I uh, know he had then, uh, uh, on saying this to uh, Weston, he suggested immediately that, he said, well, when you're... Uh, when you're uh, ready to go, I would like you know to go to New York, I, and uh, I'd like to give you a I'd like to give you a note to Sheila, and uh, so uh, possibly within a few months, uh, you know, must possibly that same, you know, that same. Well, this was in the fall, mm -hmm. uh, some weeks before I wrote to Edward, and uh, and he sent back this note to Sheila. Which, uh, which we took to New York with us, and, and uh, after a day in so New York, or a couple of days in the city there, mm -hmm. uh, got ourselves oriented. Uh, I called up Sheila on the telephone, and that was about uh, that was possibly 10, about ten ten thirty in the morning, mm -hmm. and. Uh, he immediately suggested, I mean, he, you know, he was very uh, pleased to hear him and all that. He immediately suggested that, that yeah, why, why, just, why don't you just come? You know? So he, uh, and I said, well, how soon? He said, well, come today. He stood and uh, catch a train at Grand Central. So he gave us instructions. Mm -hmm. Was he living out in Connecticut somewhere at this point? Yes, he was. He, he was. he was living in Ridgefield, Connecticut. Ridgefield, Ridgefield New Jersey? No, no uh, Connecticut. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. There's the, there is... Um, one of each, yeah. Yeah, there's one of each, apparently. And, uh, and so we, uh, we went out there, and it was, it was a very nice house in the Crescent. Found this really... Mm -hmm. Did you nice show him uh, your photographs at that point? I had things where I had photographs with me and drawings. And he was immediately very excited. And the, he and his wife immediately uh, said, uh, you know, we, we have you know, friends around here in the neighborhood, you know, uh, painters and various people. And when something very unusual comes up, we try to share all this. And would you mind if I, uh, you know, call up a few people? So immediately he called a few people to come in. And all of this turned out into quite a party that evening. And, uh, and so on. So, so we were there two days. <laughs> we just went there and just went stayed two overnight. days. Yeah, yeah. Stayed, stayed there two days. Mm -hmm. Um, which and uh, we saw him on, on, uh, again in 1944. And, uh, in 1944, he was living in another house, uh, more close to the Hudson River. That was in. in, in uh, at, uh, I think that sounds right. Some some place not far from the river, beautiful beautiful location too, and a magnificent house that had been a. Uh, sort of like a gate lodge, 
Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, beautiful built of stone. Like you never saw anything put together. That was like, like some, some, some uh, more modern. Well, I mean, more almost a New England touch to a Louis Sixteenth, you might say, <laughs> kind of thing. If you could imagine that kind of combination. Yeah. Huh. And, uh, well, but anyway, we spent that for in 1906, and I mean, 1940. Come back to the initial thing. Uh, it uh, was very, very fruitful for me in a sense to relax and see how this guy was operating. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a lot in common, actually. Was he, um, had he quit doing his commercial photography at that point in time? Or was he he still wasn't doing any commercial photography that I had any idea of, and I don't think he actually was. Mm-hmm. He was using photography in relation to note-making for his paintings. Was he working on the transparency things on plastic at this time, do you recall? You know, he did, eventually he did things where he'd paint on two pieces of plastic and overlay them to arrive at uh, a composition. I'm not quite that certain. He, he might have been. You, you, he didn't show him, you didn't he see didn't him in any of I saw his drawings and, and I appreciated it. So did you did you have uh, much more contact with him this trip this trip you mentioned in '44 did you or was it really just this kind of mutual interchange in this? Well, we uh, we did some trading that first uh, time there. Mm-hmm. Of his of photographs. Photographs, yeah. And, um, he got some chicken photographs. And I got, I got the photograph of those uh, chickens on that on little pile. Manure pile in front of the barn, horizontal shot. And then these chickens just down the road. It's a little bit. Anyway. It's like a side, you mean his photo? Yeah. It's a side of a barn, like? Yeah, it's in front of a barn, actually. Mm. And then they, then I also got a stairwell in Williamsburg. Mm. Very beautiful photo. Yeah, very nice. And I got a a reproduction, a, 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 a copy. That he made of a, of a drawing that, that he had t- done in Steichen's property on some rocks, uh, which is a beautiful thing. Yeah, I think I, I think it's been reproduced, and I think I've seen it. The copy is is quite nice. Yeah. Um, what what I'm really wondering is what uh, since this meeting with Schiller has been listed in various chronologies of your life, so just what what significance so. Uh, you attached to it, to having met him at this time. Uh, you know. Well, he was a, a well, one, one, uh, you know, one always learns something by going around, you know. I mean, this isn't a question of just yeah. uh, contact for the sake of so that people uh, know that you also exist. Obviously, that's part of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, you want to see somebody, uh, and here you was someone who had. But uh, in many ways, uh, parallel, or I, mean, I was a par- paralleling some of the things that he was doing or had done, and uh, uh, the way he came into the business. Using both fields. Yeah, came, uh, you know, using both fields and being quite comfortable about it and, and not letting it be a, a problem to him, you know, and so on. So all of this was very, uh, very helpful in him because he, uh, he, uh, immediately uh, saw and sensed the uh, uh, strong design background that my things had. And, and I'm completely fascinated with the, with the uh, 
the drawings that I had at the time, which at the set at that time still had a little of that. Remember what I was telling the you? The architectural quality? No, I wasn't showing him. I don't remember showing many of those. Mm -hmm. I was showing, I see that was 40 already, and that was five years since I had made that decision not to make any drawings anymore mm. that I was planning, you know. Yeah, right. right. I so I was showing him only three things, and they were a tremendous success. Him and all of the, these friends of his came over. They were very knowledgeable. Okay. And, uh, okay. So, so it was, you know, just many things feeding into it, and mm -hmm. and I and I, I said something to him that just gave him uh, almost like eternal pleasure. I could see mm -hmm. that he will never, will have forgotten that. And I said, you know, we were talking about uh, how photography and the relates and how it spills over, you know. And I said, you know, I'm, I'm sure you're, of course, more, <laughs> more been pestered of the notion that people have been uh, trying to lay on you, you know, that your things are photographic. Mm -hmm. And I said, your photographs are the only photographs that are not photographic. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, no, I, I meant, uh, forgive me, uh, uh, let's have a correction here. Yeah. Where I was, uh, since people were saying that the, the photographs were slipping into, into his paintings and so forth, uh -huh. uh, what I was saying is that his work, you know, that, that uh, you know, was, was related to the, to this, was to my way of, of conceiving, not photographing. His painting. Yeah. And oh, and he was so delighted because he knew that that was so. You know? And of course, by, by now, one, one understands this much better. There's a uh, very beautiful uh, uh, and rather uh, one of the more complex ones of the River Rouge type of paintings that the Museum of Modern Art owns. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, was, uh, it was hung in a, a one time about two years ago in New York. I saw it at the Museum of Modern Art in a corner there someplace and, and these things just happen to be next to each other, you know, and so what, and my God, the strength of this, you know, and, uh, the, and I mean, how non-photographic it was, you know, mm -hmm. although it had such a kinship to what a photograph can also deal with, you know, mm -hmm. that I, I was just, I just, you know, I was just so delighted because uh, that's exactly what I had told Sheila and Sheila had, you know, had just loved me for that. As, you know, even as best friends, we, you know, were afraid that the, uh, you know, you should watch, you know, and uh, make things a little bit less understandable, you know. Uh, yeah, and the confusion of the, the relationship with the painting and the photography in one person's life has been you know, a very typical happening, that, that things were confused by the public or by anybody. You know. um, I have, uh, you know, for a, didn't have any, any more problems. Uh, I mean, I didn't have any problems originally, but I fixed things up in my life in such a way that, that people just could no longer uh, say that my drawings were in any way related to what I was doing for, you know, and of course, as it turned out, now it turns out now, you know, after in, in seeing it in retrospect and and, mm -hmm. and not not trying to make a, a pedestrian comparisons, uh, more than ever, my my drawings, you know, uh, have the organization, plan, and structure of what what the photographs have, and vice versa. You see. Mm -hmm. 
But this, this is still something to, uh, that cannot be seen by most people to any great extent. Occasionally some people get a flash, you know, but that's not too rare anymore. But they can, they're not in a position to pursue it because they, uh, this would, would uh, have to take them, uh, just like it has taken me, into, uh, into uh, this business about uh, uh, mapping, you know, position occupier and mapping, and, uh, and I wish the odd that we had Sheila here to talk oh, yeah. to talk about this because Sheila would say, my God, uh, he would say that this we should have had clear, you know, years ago and we would have buried all these bastards or pestering us. Yeah, let me, uh, let me go on to another, uh, another meeting, um, that, and that's the meeting with Max Ernst. And um, this is a, a year later uh, in, in Arizona. Um, September, uh, no, uh, it was in, uh, in the, uh, exactly in the middle of the year, uh, uh, 41. Right. In, in, uh, in uh, Beverly Hills. On Beverly Hills. In Beverly Hills. It was at a, at a party, and I had been asked to take some things there. You know, this was a very interesting thing. I didn't know who was going to be there that evening. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had been introduced to a man who uh, ran this place, uh, which he ran as, it was his private uh, house and gallery and, and uh, architectural uh, thing. Uh, I'm a guy who was way into the modern world. Was a, a, not the Aaronsburg? Right? No, no, no. Some patron type person? Or? He was an architect. Mm. Do you remember his name? Peter. Something. Hmm. Anyway. Anyway, uh, uh, some, somebody had introduced us, and, and he, had, he had seen us that same day earlier. And then he had looked, seen some of my things, and he said that. He said, uh, uh, would, would, I mean, would you uh, like or would you mind coming back, say, about 8 o'clock tonight? And uh, we're going to be quite, have quite a few very interesting people here. And I think they'd be really very interested in seeing these things. Mm -hmm. Is this too low for the machine? I, I think it's fine. Okay. Should be fine. And. Uh, so so uh, so we did. So we went back, and, and they, there had been some sort of a gathering, some meeting. Somebody had done a little talk or something, and we had the man had told us, "You can dodge this if you don't want to. So if you, if you like to come eight o'clock, that would be okay, or eight thirty or something, whatever it was." And so so we did, Francis, and I went back, and uh, I just left my things out, sort of towards at the entrance of the place a little bit. There, you know. That vicinity there, you know, kind of trying to contact with a man who was sort of cruising around among his guests in these mm -hmm. various rooms. Pretty soon he came over and said, oh, I'm so glad you came back. And I could just see his, the glee in his eyes, you know, you could see that this was going to be something. Mm -hmm. And uh, then he said, Well, you know, you see, you see in that last little room back in the corner over there, so there's a round table. And uh, it's it's clear. He says the table is clear. If you just go over there, if you like to, and and uh, just you know just stand there, just sort of start unwrapping some of this a little bit, you know, and so forth. And, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, well, pretty soon, you know, you know I think they got a few of these things out. You know, people still are meeting people, start around, you know. 
and there was no time, you know, there were about three, four, five people there, you know, and uh, practically fighting, you know, to look at these things. Mm -hmm. And uh, well, it turned out that there were uh, quite a few surrealists in this group and, and, and a lot of other, and I also American people, and there was also Max Ernst. And uh, Max, you know, was, uh, was just, uh, oh, he was, uh, he was just, you could see it just, Corner, you know, was inspired, you know, by seeing these things, inspiring as it was to him. Mm -hmm. You see these chicken. Uh, it was the photographs of some of the Arizona landscapes, a couple of those. And, uh, and, they, and pretty soon he and my Ray were arguing, you know, who had liked it first. Had <laughs> 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 you met Man Ray? I'd met Man Ray before, yeah. And um, so, um, oh, he said, there wasn't a thing, there wasn't a thing that I had there that, uh, that uh, especially, that everybody liked, you know, but especially Max. And then, then the other people were standing there, you know, and they were, and uh, they were, a lot of them were talking French, you know, and so I got into the act and pretty soon, uh, uh, you know, so this got very lively, you know. Mm -hmm. And then they, they just looked at it, they were just looking at each other you know, and looking at me and saying, my God, you know, I mean, really like that. I mean, they were saying, like, you know, uh, we've come all across the United States, you know, uh, uh, to look for something. I mean, really were looking for something. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was a nice trip. But this is the nicest of all, to see these things here, the, just at the, at the edge of the Pacific coast. And I said, well, I live in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> and so this thing started about, about uh, so Max wanted to know where I lived in Arizona and thereabouts. And, and he said, I have flown over Arizona and I've, I have something with the implication that I've got a, my mind sort of set to want to get to Arizona as soon as I can. It may take me a little while. Mm -hmm. Now was he, was he with Peggy Guggenheim at this point? He was with Peggy at that time. And so uh, later that evening, uh, and uh, uh, Peggy was sort of taking us in, you know, but she was sort of sitting on the side, you know, a little bit like, like saying, what are these people getting too excited about, you know, because she wasn't really looking too hard, she was, but she probably saw more than I, than I realized, because I was pretty busy too with these guys, but she wasn't getting into that. And uh, so, um, oh, then uh, I also, I don't know what, how it got started, and, and uh, I, you know, what do you do? Where, where are you? And so forth. And I said, well, I'm a painter. And uh, so on. And, uh, but I, I didn't have any drawings with me on that trip, which means, you see, I already was pretty loaded, comparatively speaking, you know, with photographic material, which I was mm -hmm. uh, showing at that moment. And, uh, but it, so he said, oh, I, I would like very much to see your drawings and, and, and what you're doing. And, uh, and uh, can I come to see you when I come to Arizona? I said, oh, by all means. And, and so he speculated a little bit, but it turned out that it was, it was uh, longer than he realized. Before, you know, it took him longer to finally get to Arizona. Would have been about two years? Yeah, it was about two years. I think before. 43 is when he spent the summer in Arizona, according to a chronologist. And then he had just met uh, Dorothy Tanning. Before, that's right. He had Dorothea with him when he came to Arizona. 43. 
So it was, uh, it took him two years instead of one, so, mm -hmm. let's say at least. And he had, he had been in Arizona a few weeks working, uh, getting, you know, getting the feel of things, mm -hmm. because he already had some paintings. Uh, Oh, well, to continue, uh, to continue about Los Angeles and, uh, you know, until, you know, end of this discussion. Mm -hmm. Just checking how much time. Just talking uh, around things generally and orienting ourselves. I said to him, uh, you know, I, I, if you have anything with you, I'd like very much to see what you're doing. So he said, oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I want you to see them. I mean, you know, this is, oh, this was important to him that I see them. Mm -hmm. I mean, for, and that was exciting to me for a guy who was, you know, his work I admired and what he was about, you know. But be that excited about things, you know, and wanted to, you know, fall this thing through. So he said, oh, uh, maybe the best thing is for you to come down to Santa Monica tomorrow morning. And, you know, so that's where he was staying with, with Peggy's apartment. And so we went down there and, and uh, saw some things that he had. Uh, Bring brought with him, you know, yeah. Maybe the best thing is for you to come down to Santa Monica tomorrow morning. And, you know, so that's where he was staying with, with Peggy's apartment. And so we went down there and, and uh, saw some things that he uh, had bring brought with him, you know, he had them rolled up and he was still working on them, he'd unroll them, you know, we'll work on them some more. And, uh, were these primarily drawings or collages? Or it was, uh, no, they were oil paintings. Oh. They were oil paintings that you showed me most of oh. them. Yeah, I can see I'm really working on this. Yeah. And, Take a uh, while. But he was a, he was a very ingenious guy, in, uh, in mechanically. In, in kind of, you know, just uh, managed to do all this without uh, uh, jeopardizing the, the painting, the structure too much. He, was, he used uh, thin canvases, which were easy to roll. But anyway, um, so uh, so that was that, and uh, Joe enjoyed that. And uh, then eventually uh, we thought, well, he would show up, and uh, but nothing happened. And, uh, and thinking, uh, but then suddenly, two about two years later, there was this card. Uh, saying, uh, Mr. Summer, are you still in Prescott, Arizona? And uh, can I come to see you or something like this? And, uh, and, uh, and something like, when can, can I come? So I sent a card or a note back uh, saying, uh, you can come as soon as you wish. If you, uh, if you would like to, uh, to come you know, next weekend, uh, just get in touch with me, you know, somehow. And I, for, I forgot just what that was. Let me drop in a card. In those days, cards and, and letters traveled surprisingly fast. Yeah. You know, you could count on them. They were, it was never more than a day from here to Tucson or, and so on, or from here to Simone. So that the weekend came in, and because they were completely, he and Dorothea were completely taken with what I had, and also the, also the drawings, you know. Not the drawings. You Which know. he hadn't seen before. He had not seen before. You know. So immediately he, he picked out a few that he thought that they ought to reproduce in that uh, Triple V magazine. Mm 
Okay, now what is, now I don't know much about the origin of that magazine, or, but he was the one that had the... He was one of the, uh, the people in, you know, the guiding lights in this thing. This was a group of surrealists in New York? Who were yeah, but it was mostly, and it was, it was managed, and sort of managed locally there by, by uh, uh, what is his name, uh, David, I'm sort of a painter and photographer too, I think. Well, anyway, I have a copy of this thing here. You know, all of these yeah. names are all in there, so you can see. I would like to look at it. Yeah. But anyway, they were very interested in, and so we had a fine time. And and uh, to make another note on on food, because you say you're going to cut them all out. But oh. so the time came for I'm lunch. I'm not going to delete them. I'm just going to make a special the, presentation of the food. The time yeah, came for lunch, and it just happened that day. You know that uh, we used to have good lamb, occasionally. Mm -hmm. But it just happened that Frances had really picked out the finest lamb chops that she has probably ever found in any place. <laughs> and uh, they were they were thick and just all everything that a fine lamb chop should be. And uh, so they were got, you know treated with garlic and and dropped with olive oil and broiled, you know. And Max just thought that was all this world, absolutely this world. And when he tasted the green green lettuce. Just green, tender lettuce salad, and Francis had fixed, you know, when, when he was trying to get away from these f mixed fruit salads and all kinds of jazz, you know, mm -hmm. that Americans made. You know, he thought, my God, he said, and, and, uh, you know, it's possible, he said, to live in, in this part of the world and really still do things like people do in places where they really know. <laughs> <laughs> so if the, if the Drawington photographs hadn't done it, the meals oh, cemented the... Oh, the meals. So after that, we acquired a real reputation in the wine. You know, and we were on to it with, with absolutely super California wine at the time. Mm -hmm. But just by, by a coincidence through local people here, somebody that we knew here, I worked in Francis's office, uh, had a brother who had a liquor store. And uh, she had a, had a daughter who went to college in California someplace. And, and uh, one of my classmates was, was a girl who was the daughter of a vineyard someplace. <laughs> and it turned out that this was the prize California wine for, for a period of about five or six years. It was getting... It was getting uh, getting the prizes, you know, mm -hmm. and all of it was, you know, as soon as this became really known, you know, got all of it was so bought up and then it wasn't on the market anymore. Mm -hmm. But while this was happening, okay, and that was just the time, but it was about the second year that we were just in a, in a, glow, a glow of all this, mm -hmm. Max shows up, so when he tasted this wine, he says, California wine? <laughs> Unbelievable, he says, so there's nothing, I said, you know, I said, it's beautiful, you know, but you, you wouldn't believe it. These people make about three or four more wines. Every one of them, they, they, had, a, they had a Pinot Noir, they had a Sauvignon Blanc, they were just dreams. You know? This is great. <laughs> well, so after that, because, uh, all right, then, then, uh, and uh, so the second day they were here was a was a Sunday and so or no wait a minute was it we, no it was actually either Sunday or that was a weekend that's well anyway yeah, we went they decided 
Well, I mean, I want, you know, that he had enough to, for me to see there. We should, we should, you know, why don't you come over? See? So that same week, we just, we just went, went up in their car and came back on the bus. Mm -hmm. Now, were they staying up in Sedona? And they were staying in Sedona. You know? And then, of course, the next time, I, I don't know whether that first time, they, no, the first time they didn't stay overnight. Mm -hmm. and, uh, but after that, they always stayed overnight. So you saw and, a lot of them during that summer? Well, and then three years after. Okay, now, that they were just spending the summer, and then, according to the, this information I have about Ernst, they, uh, the next summer he was on Long Island and working on sculpture, I guess. Um, and what they did in winter out here, though, it, it, up until, until a little later. It says, um, what I have here is it says in 46 they bought a piece of land in Sedona. That's right. And he actually married Dorothea then, and they built a house. And so I guess. Yeah. Well, it, now what? What? Uh, what's the date on the on the, his his portrait? Forty six. Both of them. Yeah. That 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 thing had just been built. That 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 thing was at least a year old. That house when I took that photograph. So well, I'm wait, sure I, the date's right. Uh, did they actually build a place? I thought they took over oh, no, an they, old uh, older farm. Maybe they built onto it, onto one, perhaps. No, they, they modified their place once, and then they had, a, and he had a separate studio just outside, which was a studio actually the same size as this, just by itself, a little ways up, so away from the main. During part. from 40, 43 and forty four and forty five, they would have been out here at various times during the year, summers most yeah. likely. Yeah. And then when he moved up there, um, just. Well, one, one just kind of factual matter is just how, how often did you really get together with him typically uh, in the course of a year, once a month or, you know, is it how, just to give some rough idea of what, uh, how extensive, uh, it's only what, about 60 miles, 40 miles, something like that? Sometimes every two months, you know, probably, you know, sometimes three months. Not too often. It was. It wasn't uh, anything that we had, had any particular schedule on. Anything. It was just depending on how. Mm -hmm. Now, um, a, a lot has been written, and I suspect most of it fairly uh, either misinformed or erroneous about the relationship between Ernst's work and your own. Uh, and this might be a good time to to give your opinion about the, what the relationship is or was or wasn't. Um, because there's certainly been, in the most simple statements, there's been an implication that, that the Ernst was the surrealist and came and gave you all these ideas, which clearly you already were already working on <laughs> before you ever met him. Crazy, yeah. You know, in terms of just the work exists. But um, obviously, even though you both were, at this point, pretty much mature artists, uh, still obviously you did influence each other, as any people would. And I just want to I think, uh, I think the very, you know, uh, the very fact you can see that the very fact that he uh, uh, was that enthusiastic about how when he saw things first in California, and uh, that he, was, you know, may, you know, uh, really meant it and did, did did come to see some more and find out some more. He was very, always a very curious guy. When he saw something, he'd follow it up. You know, he was not like the photographic world who was that was never able to 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 take clue, clues. I mean, you know, develop clues never. I mean, this, uh, that's uh, that's what uh, uh, and that's what I have against the whole Eastman House uh, apparatus as it was. They could not develop clues. I mean, it's just impossible. And uh, but that's what he was a specialist on. I mean, you know, developing clues. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, so, that, so he was that way about all, all things that, that had life in it, you know, had something to give. Whether it was food, it was people, you know. He was extremely well informed. He was a, he was a, a new, a new uh, literature, knew a good deal more about philosophy probably than he ever talked about. What language did you speak with him? English. English. And, and uh, once in a while something would come up, you know, we, uh, he, he, he'd say it in German, but actually I was the one who would bring it up more often sometimes, you know, I'd see him struggle with something and I'd say, well, you know, Trying to help him out in this Yeah, I'd, I'd say it was something like that. Yeah. He was very mad at the, uh, he, he almost, he wasn't uh, trying to uh, cover up the fact that he was a German, basically. But I mean, he was so annoyed at, the, at what the Nazis in, in, the, in the German world at, this, at that point, you know, was doing. Yeah. Then he wished to God he could just throw the whole damn thing away. And of course, uh, uh, in a sense, uh, I felt somewhat that way too, because I'd gone through that situation before. Mm -hmm. And it was just like it was less belligerent country right. and atmosphere. Yeah. Things were not so tight. But to come back on to come back to this well, I guess that's what we were talking about. What do you I mean, we are influenced by the things that surround us. All right, now the, 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 a person is not an exception to a table. It's not, a, you yeah. know, it's not, not very different. I'm influenced by that table as much as I am by the people that I see. But I do have that table in here instead of some other table. Mm -hmm. Maybe there was a circumstance that I was able to find, find. But eventually maybe some other table would have gotten there. But it certainly would have been a table that had something congenial about it, something useful, you know? Something that, that could, could uh, uh, that's supportive of my own attitude of things. Yeah, that's, mm -hmm. how, that's how we do things, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, Max is a specialist in surrounding himself, uh, himself with things, uh, with people, and, and uh, that are supportive, of, not just of his, of his own enterprise, but supportive of, of uh, the kinds of things that, that he would he'd like to see uh, more consent given to, generally. And so we're influenced by by uh, by our surroundings, which is easy easy to see. We're influenced by people, and then if, and and this is the way we uh, we nourish ourselves, so that eventually we become environment making towards ourselves in our own attitude. We are the environment making people. So on this basis, which is a much more complex and much more involved and developed way of stating this thing, it. It becomes pathetically simple and, and unrealistic to talk about who influences who to what degree. And uh, I preferred his company, let us say, over a lot of people's company. That's a cinch. Mm -hmm. And so did he. Uh, did he in reverse? But he also uh, was interested in the company, perhaps, of a lot of people that I wasn't all that interested in. And so it was the other way around with him. He, he, there were a lot of people possibly that I was interested in that I could see something, you know, that, that gave me some kind of nourishment, some pleasure. That, that weren't just his, his dish. But uh, uh, what, now what is it, what did we share? What did we share? 
we should simply share the uh, uh, fascination with complexity. And it is only uh, in other, uh, it is only complexity that I can can erupt. And it's just a slow eruption that is the creative act, from time to time, somehow. Yeah. So it's all right if you're going to look at the things if you really lay them side by side. You don't know you wouldn't know where to begin. You mean his work and your work? Yeah, yeah. you wouldn't know where to begin. Uh, but you could you could certainly see uh, there's there's a uh, sense of turmoil there's some uh, some of it, and. Uh, uh, there's there's a sense of uh, of sometimes you know if you want to look at it that way of certain needling uh, pushing you know like like in the in the chicken you know and some, some subjects that he used and so forth but much more wise if one was going to do these things it would be to do to to do some real homework and go really to work on this and do a little bit of what we were doing yesterday and the day before talking about maps and because of this position in Occupy. And, uh, and in the case of Max Ernst, uh, you can see this very well. How, how he has has a has a lot of very fine mapping. And uh, but there there is also a, his occupiers are anyways from from very realistic to surprisingly abstract. Mm -hmm. You know, and sometimes in the same painting. Mm -hmm. you know, this, this yeah, as you talk about um, mapping, the one one work of his that came to my mind, partly because of its title, is so. It's memorable to me is um, in a work that he did in this period of 47, 48 that was, uh, I think it's titled, A Young Man Bewildered by the Flight of a Non Euclidean Fly. Uh, I, I, yeah, I know which one it is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, it was kind of what you were saying. It's a somewhat realistic but really quite abstract rendering of a, of a suggestion of a face. And then with this, this, the, this orbit having been indicated around it. To, to sort of define this area around the head. So uh, the the uh, the problem the, there is no any problem, but I mean the 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 effort to try to to uh, well I'm obviously influenced him. If people want to be, but uh, people want to really look at his landscapes uh, in in later years. My God, and he was wild all the time. I mean, he wanted to see more and more. Uh, 